This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Person listening to the podcast. Are you aware of what you're listening to? Are you positive that you want to listen to the Blockade Podcast? I'm your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, Jared Morgan. Blockade Podcast may contain traces of stuff. <laughs> Side effects include uh, no <laughs> things. Things. Side effects. Things and unusual behaviors. Yes. <laughs> no, but no bodily fluids. So that's all no, good. no body fluids. No, no topical cream required to listen to Blackhead <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> um. So we are doing the podcast today, and uh, strangely enough, although I'm sure I'll. I'll fix this during the course of it i have nothing new to talk about this week jared this is very surprising because you always have it is new i've, to talk I've about. had i've had one of those weeks where the week just passed and i went okay i've had nothing happen <laughs> <laughs> there's like just just life not life happened. Just, just life and very minimal of that it was like you know okay sure i went to the beach with the family but when that I go to the beach, nice. my brain just completely turns off, which is what's supposed to happen when you're at the beach. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds perfectly you know? fine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I always said if, if I, I told my son, I go, when you, when you grow up and you get exceedingly wealthy off of whatever job it is that uh, you do and you feel the need to buy mom and dad a house like a lot of really rich kids that you know grow up do, then uh, buy us a beach house. That's what we want. Mm. <laughs> beach house. Yeah, exactly. And um, then we will go to the beach house and effectively just veg <laughs> all day, every day off, oh veg off, off the profits that you make from whatever very high paying job that you have. Um, yeah, exactly. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's it, me and my wife have discussed it. It is absolutely impossible. No matter what is going on in our life to not just let it all go when you're at the beach to mm. just clear your brain and you're sitting there listening to the waves or going in the water and just it's this just calm serenity that overtakes you and you just it's oh i haven't checked my phone in three hours oh well oh, <laughs> you well, know that whatever. kind of oh yeah that's so good isn't it oh, yeah the best it's it's like the uh the it's something about the salt water air that just disconnects you from all the other stuff that's going on in your life and well, it's, the uh, white it, noise of the waves crashing, and the feel of sand between your toes, and the and the warmth of the sun just beating down, and I don't you know, and yet you got the wind, so you're not like broiling hot. Yeah, it's just everything. it's good. It's it's the best ever. It really is. I I really feel sad when I hear about people that have never seen the ocean. Oh, like you if they're landlocked, you know, those folks oh. that are landlocked in the middle of America or something like that, and it's a real. Right. Problem for them, and then, it's like oh, and then and then I also think about okay, fine, maybe you've seen the ocean, but maybe you've you're not at one of these beach. You know, there's a difference between coastlines. Obviously, you know, some mm. coastlines are are uh, you might as well be at a lake for you know the amount of wave activity that's oh, happening. Yeah. It shelters anything. Yeah, um, and. And other cities, you know, it's not a beach at all. It's just up against the ocean, um, you know. And, and that's where I just go, guy. I would, I, I think that would suck. <laughs> just, yeah. 
Well, it's actually my my son is going to be going up for a little mini holiday with his uh, uh, grandparents for next week because we're in school holiday period at the moment. There's a, a two-week school holiday break before they go back and do the fourth term or oh, third term. Yeah, third term of school. Um, and he will be going up to a place called Malulabar, and Malulabar is basically a coastal town. That's where um, his grandparents live. And it's one of those beaches, you know, how we're talking about uh, the surf beaches versus the sheltered beach. Well, it's definitely a yeah. sheltered beach. Um, it's got a big headland and the way the waves and the prevailing winds normally blow, it is always a nice, safe, sheltered beach for families. And you can just float around in the ocean. There's something to be said for that. Like yep. you basically just get in there and you just float and you just let the waves carry you around because um, there's no danger of you being washed out to sea or anything. It's like you would know if you're being washed out to sea. It's it's basically no rips or anything there. So, and it's really nice. And occasionally you'll get like a bit of a wave that will push you into sea into the shore, but they're pretty rare. <laughs> and it's really lovely. I guess the big difference that I know of between uh, Australia beaches and the beaches here in California are we don't have to worry about jellyfish. <laughs> no, no. You don't because you know we're near the tropics. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're lucky. Uh, we oh. will get infestations of blue bottles and things like that that just sweep into the 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 beach, and there's nothing you can do about them. They just get carried by the wind, um, and they just come in and you, you're wrecked. If you go down that one day to the beach and you haven't read the forecast, and they say, "Oh, your blue bottles are around. Don't bother coming." It's like, "Oh well, okay, that's a wasted trip because mm -hmm. you know you can't swim anywhere." Um, yeah, it's a real bummer. And the jellyfish are good down here too. We have the, the usual sort of blue blobby jellyfish um, that you see. Um, but then you have the real, not so much down where we are in Brisbane, but up north you get the uh, the box, jelly box jellyfish or the irukandji, and they're quite bad. Um, they're, you don't want to be stung by them because they'll kill you. <laughs> we uh, like practically we... anything in Australia, but they yeah. will. We'd gone to the Aquarium of the Pacific and they had, you know, they always have these little touch pools uh, so you can touch various animals or whatever. And they had jellyfish that you could touch. Oh. And that was really cool <laughs> to be able to, uh, I can't remember if they're the, is it the moon jellyfish? I don't know, but they have a, you know, it's a big dome on top and you push on it and it and it's much firmer than... I really expected it to feel. And they said that it is actually stinging you, but it's such a low sting to us that it doesn't, uh, we can't even feel it. Also, the whole um, surface of the jellyfish is actually stinging. Yes. Like, oh. So they could, if there was a fish, they would probably get done by it. But it, or something of that, or a very small fish, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea that. I thought it was only the, 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 uh, the tentacles that were the, um, the dangerous part. Um, but yeah, there you go. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it maybe it was the tentacles, but they said no matter what, it's, you're not going to notice if it stings you because um, they said it's so mild to the human touch. Oh, but, yeah, that was, that was really cool to be able to touch touch a jellyfish. Never thought I'd that, do that. <laughs> that is pretty cool. I, I know of this place on Earth that has jellyfish uh, that don't sting and you can just swim with them. Um, there's this sort of a landlocked saltwater lake or something. And these jellyfish were in there and they've been in there for centuries and they haven't required any defense mechanism. Um, hmm. So they don't sting. 
and you can swim with them, you can brush up against them, and you don't get stung at all. It's it's crazy. That is kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. All right, enough talk about beach. Yeah. What have so, you got for us this this week, Jared? Because it's going to be a lot on you. What, what are yeah. you bringing to the table? <laughs> well, I could talk about first, we'll have a bit of a chat about digital pinball first because I've been having a play with the Wipeout beta. Um, ah, yeah, that hasn't yeah. come to PC. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, it's actually, it's okay. With The beta one was um, pretty early, as betas normally are, uh, but we're on beta two now and uh, the table's starting to shape take shape quite nicely uh the there's a lot there's a there were a lot more art assets added in in beta 2 oh. <laughs> and you can actually you can actually start seeing a lot more of the the cool stuff on the table and i've got to say that of those parts of the table that you know are plastic molded and stuff like that they've really done quite a good job of capturing the um the, the trees and the scenery that they've actually put onto these plastic things it actually looks surprisingly realistic okay. um like versus the other one and you know how last episode we were talking about that well, a couple of episodes ago we were talking about your your um thoughts about a table when you played it originally versus now um well i was playing i as soon as i load up the table i thought oh the ski lift is in a completely different place than i thought um i actually remembered the ski lift being sort of over to the left of the or over to the right of the playfield where the actual um the ski the downhill sort of mechanism is that juggles the balls around but okay. it's not so it's over on the left hand side of the playfield and um i think i'm actually getting confused with popeye actually because i think popeye had a similar sort of mechanism that raised the the ball up to the upper boat playfield and i think that's what i'm getting confused with but oh. um but yeah, the the it's funny. Like, got to leave. We're one of the manufacturers that had used the approach. Let's have one big feature in the playfield, and then that's kind of it. Yeah, one and big one big feature. <laughs> this one, it's it's a big enough feature that it kind of dominates the entire thing, and it means that for that table, because the ski lift is such a huge mechanism and it blocks pretty much two-thirds of the play field um there's not really a lot going on in this game uh because of that and it's a shame because they could have done a lot more things with this i think they they could have put extra ramps in in that area that would have made a better better go of it and use another mechanism to actually raise the ball i guess the idea with the ball going up like it does is that it's supposed to represent some sort of ski lift mechanism or you know the ball going to the top of the slope essentially but uh, there, there would have had to be another way they could have done it it's just a, a waste of real estate really um but going back to the way the the actual recreation of the table um yeah farsight's done yet again a pretty good job of doing it um all the uh the plastics and everything are really crisp um play field um is quite crisp as well i'm noticing that on the insert lights there's a they sort of have a an orange tinge to them and i'm not sure if that is the color of the playfield lenses or just the color of the lighting that they've chosen that i think they've sort of gone with more of a a warm orangey light um with the playfield lights on mobile than what they normally do i don't know it seems yellowy to me 
now okay. a warmer, I guess. But it's okay. You can still see the the actual inserts very clearly when they light up, so that's not a problem. It's just a it's just an unusual tone. That's all. Um, there, as far as things that have been causing me trouble on the table, not really that much. Really, it's actually running pretty well. Um, flippers are, feel tuned well um, to me on this table. It's it's sort of the you, the ball doesn't fly up the one ramp that you have. In the game, it sort of just goes up there at the expected speed, um, and everything else. Yeah, it's playing pretty right to me, which is good. Do they have the Black Knight emulation in this beta also? No, not yet. Um, I think it's it's potentially coming. Um, I think they're probably just wanting to lock down Wipeout first, and they might add the Black Knight stuff in a little bit later towards the end of the beta. I think. Not sure though, because I haven't actually got any confirmation from Farsight on that. But that's what I'm assuming will probably because, happen. Uh, on the forum thread, Flippy Floppy seemed to indicate that we were going to be getting Black Knight uh, mm. emulation this go around, and then the next one they would be working on it would be Gorgar. Mm. And then I asked which the question, oh, right? Which is good. And then I asked the question, oh, so then we'll get fire, uh, firepower after that? And they're like, mm, no, it seems scripted pretty fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, I'm gonna let you finish, but you just said scripted. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I'm like, but it's the same system as Gorgar and uh, Black Knight. So emulate it. Why not just <laughs> so, emulate it? Yeah, I just I don't care how good you have a scripted. It's never going to be as good as the the real deal. I mean, that's and well, I've seen the difference between. Like Black Knight scripted and Black Knight emulated, it's amazing. Like the, right. the difference is incredible. And sure, that particular script job may not have been super good at the time, um, but it's it's different enough. Like the fact that you know they're saying, "Well, what's the difference? Could you have videos about it?" And I said, "Well, for one, the the HU the, the HUD, the heads up display is completely different. Like you, all you've got is this one score counter." Um, so that's not even representative of the real table. Like it should have at least the four score panels and the numerals in them and the credit and the match and all that sort of stuff. You know, oh, just right. like, you know, all those sort of, you know, the, the, the regular head, heads up display that you yeah. get. And, you know, that will then allow you to do the, the in firepower, that would allow you to do the, um, the multiple um, backglass animation where it counts it down as it releases, and you know, having right, all the numbers in, rolling around on the on the backglass looks really cool. Right, because on on those particular tables, they did basically like what they did with Genie, where they did this stylized score. You know, it has its own frame and little yeah. art asset to it, as opposed to just being the regular bit of score yeah. business. And that's what yeah. it should be. And because if it's directly emulated, you're going to get that animation on the back glass, and it's going to look really cool. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like what I'm really looking forward to with that game. Because really, with firepower, the multi-ball is the feature, and when you're yeah. when you're missing that back glass animation, you're missing a whole lot of um, the game's feature, really. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd almost, oh, I don't know, I'd have to compare apples with apples, but I'd, I wonder if they've actually got all the sounds right um, in the script um, for that. With with firepower? Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I don't believe they do. Um, okay. But I'm not sure. You know, it's interesting. And, and again, this is your you know perception versus reality. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm experiencing it with my 8-Ball Deluxe, and that is the way the soundboards worked, they couldn't do two sounds at the same time. So That's if right. one sound was triggering, it was going, and then the and then it would either have to stop or get interrupted by the other sound. And yep. uh, that's the same case with firepower, where I had thought that there were certain sounds that would continue even though other sounds were were firing, and yet in farsights they suddenly stop and allow the other sound to pass through. Mm-hmm. But I guess there is a new soundboard uh, out there that can process all those sounds at once. Oh. Okay. And therefore can it won't be interrupted. Sounds will just layer on top of sounds. Oh. Um, so you think there's actually one you yeah. can drop and replace into the board and it will actually handle because of the fact yes. that they've got more circuitry in them now, it will actually handle the multi channels. Yes. And more memory mm. and all the above. Yes. It's the the same soundboard also has the ability for you to drop in your own music. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the pin sound board, is it? Yeah, I think that's what. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but so anyway, I thought, oh, that'd be a really cool mod. If <laughs> not that Farsight would do it, but that'd be really cool to. You could basically to, and, and and imagine like if it hit the uh, the launch lane, then you could actually theme it completely Star Wars and have like the Star Wars music launch um, for the launch right. music and all that. It'd be pretty cool. And then have yeah, you could easily retheme to Star Wars then, and have it convincingly rethemed. Um, well, and if if I ever had uh, uh, Centaur, I would certainly, as soon as multiball kicked in, throw in my Burly Brawl music from The Matrix, um, like I had in that that one ROM. Uh-huh, but for uh, sure, yeah, no, it'd, it'd be really, it'd be kind of interesting to to do. But I just think it'd be fascinating to listen to these tables with all their original sounds, but their original sounds not being cut off by each other, um, yeah. just playing. Th- and multi-tracking it, basically. Yeah, so. that would be really cool to hear. So, the, the beta. The other thing in the beta, which they've introduced, is a new ball packs. So they've got the, the Doctor Who ball packs now. Okay. Um, and they've also got uh, glow balls as well. Now, these balls um, in mobile, they actually, you know, they don't have a lot of environmental lighting to them of course because they don't have that on mobile but they do have a drop shadow that's glowing and the ball itself has actually sort of got a very very bright fluorescent glow to it there's about six there's about six colors you can choose of the glow balls they're all like fluorescent colors and um i've got to say that while they don't look very authentic they uh they make it a lot easier to play some of the really dark games in season <laughs> one bet. and two. Like basically bet. they they're standing out so prominently on the playfields. And even on things like that playfields that are usually very dark in color. Like imagine playing with a, a fluorescent yellow glow ball on something like Dracula, right? Right. <laughs> like that thing would just be I mean a lot of people have done basically essentially that by choosing the happy face ball. because uh, yeah. bright yellow. That's right. And it is good for really dark tables. I have used that before as well, but I'm I'm really tending towards these glow balls now on practically all the tables because it just makes the ball so much more prominent in the mix. Does it make the ball look larger? Because that is A my little. problem with some of these ball packs uh, and which ones you choose. Because the silver ball 
I mean, I know all these balls are exactly the same size, but the silver based off of the the shading and the color drop off. Then you throw in one of these bright balls, and it looks basically it, it's kind of like the ceramic ball in uh, Twilight Zone, yeah. where it just looks larger because you don't get that that drop off uh, yeah. for the curvature of the ball. Yeah, it's uh, they they do have a they do appear to be larger, but physically there's no change to them. Of course, um, they don't have any change in properties. They're just a, a glow skin put on the ball. But you're right, they do appear to look different. But your eye gets I, I found that my eye does get in very quickly uh, when I'm playing with them. So um, I think some of the, if you were put off by um, the glow drop shadow and everything sort of throwing you off, I'd suggest going for some of the darker balls. The darker glow balls, not really the light ones. And you won't have a problem. But what I would be interested to see is what they look like in DX11 because I think they're going to actually have a a, a throw on them, so they're uh -huh. going to actually affect the light being thrown around right. on the other objects. Now that is going to be interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. So yeah, I, that would I be just, cool I'm, to see. I'm, I'm sitting here snickering because. Uh... <laughs> my my wife often is in the other room while we're recording these, and so she only hears one side of the conversation, and yeah. is not very interested in pinball to begin with. So whenever yeah. all of a sudden you know start talking about glowing balls or balls went straight down the middle, or it very becomes a very double entendre filled <laughs> one sided uh, conversation. <laughs> yes, yeah. There's there's nothing <laughs> like balls going straight down the middle. And, and uh, balls draining, and uh, yes, now we're talking about uh, dark balls with a glow. Um, it's uh, <laughs> just it's just yeah. one of those things that I'll hear these snickers from the other room and I'll be like, oh my goodness, yeah, if you're only hearing one side of the conversation, this is a nasty conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> giggity. <laughs> giggity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So is, are they probably introducing that with... Uh, the the glow pack with wipeout or yeah is I think it... so yeah I think it'll be going out okay. with wipeout um so that's that is something to consider like normally I, I wouldn't really bother buying a ball pack but yeah in, in this case I actually would <laughs> it's uh I I think it might actually make a difference to how you how your scores are affected on some of the um earlier tables right um just purely because it's so much more visible like you, you don't the balls don't get lost so yeah, yeah have a think about it give it a go and um if you do end up buying a ball pack um let us know at blockade what you think um through our various contact methods um yeah we'd like to hear hey why don't we give some of those out right now just for the fun of it yeah sure you know why not mix things up you can uh, drop us an email blah blah blockade at gmail.com or you can drop us a uh, note on twitter Jared is at Jared Morgs. I am at Shut Your Trap. And the show is at Blockade. Yeah, so hit us up. So what was the other thing uh, that I wanted? Well, you can think about the other thing. I'm yeah. going to mention the Steam sale that's going on right now. Oh, since yeah, we're in the, Since we're in the digital realm of pinball. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Steam, Steam Summer Sale is going on right now. And both Zen and uh, uh, Pinball Arcade are on sale, as well as, I mean, guy, a lot of other uh, Pro Pinball is on sale. I think it's down to $12. Okay. Instead of the 16 or 17 that it was. 
um, various other you know kind of wonky pinball tables that are offered or on sale. But uh, yeah, the big guns, Zen and Farsight are on sale. So just to give you a clue, this is through July 5th, so you should be able to get it even after listening to this podcast, which is mm. rare. Usually we're behind. Um, but yeah, so you can pick up, and the way, the way Farsight prices these, basically just pick up the Pro Pack because it's all of uh, 20 cents more than the standard pack. Um, so Season 1 is right now at uh, 20 bucks. Season mm. 2 is at 20 bucks. Season three is at twenty bucks, and these are all for uh, the pro packs. And then season four, here's your big bargain: is at seventy five percent off right now for ten dollars. Well, and, that's uh, a bargain. Se- and then season five has the least, but hey, it's on sale: twenty five percent off. It is uh, thirty bucks for the pro pack, which is I mean, basically it's the same price as the standard price for uh, if you didn't go pro, which is also oh. thirty bucks. So. Anyway, we always say to those of you that complain about uh, consoles and being behind and everything, this is the time if you want to jump on board uh, and not pay gobs of money that you already even previously if, paid. <laughs> even if you are thinking of maybe getting rid of your console sometime this year, do this now. Get a Steam account. Yeah, otherwise you're gonna. Yeah, otherwise you're gonna have to wait all the way until things. December. Yeah, and it's, there's no guarantee because oftentimes. Uh, Farsight will do their sale only once. There's been yep. plenty of times where they did it during the summer and did not do it during the winter. So there's no guarantee that it'll be here again in December. So yeah, yeah. If you if, you're uh, even, if you're gonna do it, do it and do yeah. it now. Do it now. <laughs> I mean, especially especially season four for ten bucks. I mean, that's that's, that's a bargain. bargain. Yeah, but there's some good tables in season four. Like, yeah, yeah. Now so do it. If you want to talk real huge bargains? Zen is blowing out tables left and right. Oh. Um, so a lot of their tables are only, they're, they're 75% off, which means you're getting tables for 75 cents, essentially. <laughs> um, I'm talking about uh, Venom, Deadpool, Excalibur, Civil War. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Paranormal, Doctor Strange, Epic Quest. Uh, Ms. Explosion. Um, the, the huge sale. How can you resist this? 50 cents. Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, jeez. Um, Do it. Yeah, I wish I could get access to that. Cents. I wish I could get that. I want access, uh, Plants vs. Zombies on mobile. I just don't think it's ever going to happen. They didn't get the license right for it. No, they didn't. Um, but then you got things like you know the Pinball Effects 2 Core Pack. 75% off. It's $2.50. Um, <laughs> All right. Lot of their stuff at seventy five percent off. Um, the Pinball FX two originals season. I'm not sure which that is. Anyways, it's only three seventy five. Um, and then even newer tables like the Aliens pack uh, is sixty percent off at four bucks. That's and, a bargain for that collection of tables. Like uh, you've good got, tables. Uh, Various Star Wars and Marvel packs that are 75% off. So, I mean, the, a lot of times Zen will do either 50% off or 66% off. This sale, virtually everything is 75% off. So, again, now is the time if you uh, have ever wanted to jump from console, 
to PC, or if you're one of those people that's like, eh, Zen's all right, but I prefer Pinball Arcade. Well, these kind of prices, what the heck? I mean, give it a go. Yeah. Jump on it. Jump on you, it. You'll be surprised. Like for the amount of enjoyment you'll get out of your 75 cents, you'll be pretty happy. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah. I mean, you know, just like I said, the Alien Pack is fantastic. Um, the Star Wars packs are, are pretty decent. The you know, being able to get, like I said, plans for zombies for 50 cents. It's kind of a no brainer. It's not that, uh, yeah. wonderful a table, but you know, who cares? Uh, Epic quest for, you know, that cheap, you got to go for it. So you got anyway. to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Get on it. And I have, I have not paid full price for any of my Zen tables. I you always wait for these sales. So, mm. <laughs> um, speaking of Zen, I saw a tweet, a very interesting tweet from them. Um, this week and it said 2017 is going to be a huge year for pinball from the zen pinball yeah i wonder what that is all about i hope it's not just vr (laughs) no i hope i hope not yeah because i don't know i we're we're a good way through 2017 at the moment so that suggests to me that they're going to be finishing with a big bang this year um, with some titles that they're holding out because we really a large, we large pack seen, of last tour. We haven't seen a release from them for a while now, have we? Like, yeah, no, we haven't. And it was a single table. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, uh, I wonder what they got up their sleeve. It'd be very interesting to see. It would be. Mm. You know, the the somebody on the forum started a a false rumor. <laughs> that it was going to be uh, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no. You know, you can be have fun. I still say they need to do Harry Potter pinball because it's such oh, a awareness. Why would they not do that? Jeez. I, come on. Let's have a little chat to uh, Ms. Rowling. And, yeah. And get it done. Absolutely. It'd be so good. Anyhow. Uh, oh, I remembered the other thing I was going to talk about. Um, ah, yes. And that was, uh, we had the Brisbane Pinball Club meet at Netherworld um, ah, yes. this week. Yeah, and I got to play that um, crazy transporter pin that I was talking about. Yes, in the last you put, episode. posted pictures of it. I can honestly say I've never seen that table. Yeah, me neither. And I've got to say that for the era of table that it is, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It is brutal as anything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many opportunities to drain on that table. It's ridiculous, but it is, it's a lot of fun like that. The upper ramp for those who didn't see the pictures on Twitter, it's got a very similar assembly to flight 2000 with the ball juggler yeah. uh, mechanism. And, um, although I think in this one, it's actually done a little bit better because they've, <laughs> yes, well, yeah, you can obviously see that they've, they copy that mechanism totally. Um, from Stern Electronics, but that's fine because um, what they've done is they've also added a a Moon Knight esque crossover cross playfield ramp to a uh, a spin a spinning circle, I guess you could call it, like a like in Taxi where you shoot the ball up and it spins around the little chamber spinning chamber. And I, I, as soon as I saw the crossover ramp, I thought, oh, that's totally like Moonlight uh, Moon Knight in Zen. Yeah. And you have that that magically appearing ramp that you got to shoot cross play for. I thought that's that's really cool. Um, so yeah, nice one, Zen. I reckon that's where you got the idea for it. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. But um, 
the idea with this game is you shoot the drop targets and um, you light your locks and you shoot the big long long left ramp all the way up to the top of this um uh lock mechanism and you lock your balls in there and then you start multi-ball and i i pumped in a lot of coins into this on um, in between tournament games and i still didn't get multi-ball on it it is a hard table um and the way this person's done it is they put super bright flashes, LED flashes, right in Thanks. the... Yeah, right in the, uh, the... The problem is that the flashes are right near the flippers and they're in inserts yeah. in the play field. And it's just like, oh, so you, you basically complete the drops for lock and then all of a sudden you just get blinded by these flashes of doom. And you go, yeah. whoa, I just, I, my retinas are seared. The stick a fork in them because they're done. <laughs> and uh, but it's uh it's got a spinner uh, on the right hand side of the playfield that leads underneath all of the upper playfield stuff it's basically a, a tunnel that goes underneath it all um and it's a surprisingly fun game to play like i i repeatedly pump money into it and the other people that i was talking to there they said you know that game it's it's a really fun game um, there's something this about is, it that I really This like. is uh, same era Bally as like Doctor Dude and, and Party Zone. Party Zone. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that um, weird speakers on the top of the back box sort of um, right. head box thing. Um, and yeah, it's it's got a charm to it. I, I you know game show all those. Yeah, Bally, they were doing some good stuff. My only gripe. Is I hate those ramps. The, well, I shouldn't say I hate them. Um, the really long, tall ramps that they always had in these games. No, the the plastic. There's no metal ramps. There's no hair yeah. trails that Williams would have done. And I just think that they would look fantastic with the metal, metal as, yeah. as opposed to the plastic. Now, part of my gripe about that is most of the time when I come across these tables, all the the plastic has yellowed. Instead yes. of being nice and shiny clear, it's now that yellowed <laughs> plastic. Um, this is the case this one. There was a lot of yellow, especially that um, the cross playfield ramp, which was uh, it was kind of a little bit ribbed. Um, mm-hmm. the, the ball went over this structure, look, make it look quite ribbed. Um, and yeah, it was yellow, very yellow. And it, and it's also uh, you wind up feeling like you're viewing everything through plastic. You know, because yeah. Bally would throw a ton of these ramps and they're they're wide uh and so think about think about no good gophers and those size uh you know well they're not even ramps they're return lanes basically uh yeah. but going through the middle of the play field yeah so you're no. looking through this plastic so yeah whenever they turn yellow you're just like it's not as nice looking as if you're just looking through wire um so I, that's my only gripe about them but gameplay wise i think that yeah, these tables are fun. I yeah. got no gripes with those. Yeah, They're real good. Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to own this game. Like if if one came around, it was cheap enough. It's a fun game. I think there's if you get used to it and get your eye in, you can have a lot of fun with getting the multi balls and shooting the because I think the the crossover ramp is your key to jackpots. I think that's where you shoot for the jackpots. Um, yeah, fun game, really fun. I would have to uh, change the back glass though. Because yeah. if if you got a table called the transporter, it better have Jason Statham on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh uh, yeah. 
<laughs> no, this is a, the, if the full name of the game. It's not really apparent from the the listing on IPDB, but it's Transporter: The Rescue. Um, the idea is that you're being trapped by this massive alien creature that's on the back glass, and you've got to try and um, escape from it by using a transporter to beam me up, basically. And the one of the screens in the track mode is beam me up, belly. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, all about getting out of there, getting the heck out of Dodge. Um, and the other thing that I found interesting at the tournament, I did, incidentally, I, I did pretty terribly. I think I got like about 12th or 13th, I think. Um, the other thing that I spent a lot of time on was actually Batman 66. I decided, oh, yeah, I'm between games. I'm bored. I'll just drop a coin into this one and see how I go. I ended up staying on there for a good 30 minutes because I get replay after wow. replay. And, yeah, I really got my eye in for the table. And I think it's one of those things that once you get your eye in for a table like that, it actually starts to become fun because you, you know what you're shooting for. You, you get used to the things you need to do. And I was getting pretty decent scores. I got like a 300 million score, I think, at one point, um, which on that game is fairly respectable, though then I was standing next to the <laughs> the number one pinball player in Australia um, as covered in a Gold Coast news article um, uh, video. So I was standing next to him and goes, oh, I'm pretty happy with that score. Oh, yeah, it's not a bad score. I got $4 billion on it right? the other day. Yeah. And Thanks, I went, dude. I went, uh-huh. Yeah, oh, well, that's a pretty bad score, isn't it, mate? That's what I said. <laughs> that's pretty crap, is it? He goes, yeah, it took me about an hour to get that. I went, oh, mate, I don't have the patience wow. for that. But, yeah, it's it's okay. I, I, um, I'd gone to, uh, for Father's Day lunch, we went to this awesome pizza place in my uh, town where I grew up and my parents still live, uh, oh. called Warehouse Pizza in Laverne. And I've heard of, I've heard about this place before. You yeah, speak yeah, very yeah. highly oh, of this place. My absolute favorite pizza. Anyway, they had uh, Lord of the Rings there, oh. and so I figured, ah, what the heck? I'll plunk in, plunk in some quarters and play. Well, somebody had already plunked in one quarter, so I only had to put in one quarter to even get the game going. Nice. And all of a sudden, it was one of those things where it was like, why am I doing so good? I had one of those magical first games where just like uh -huh. every shot I'm aiming for, I'm hitting. I'm like, wow, I never do. I, I have no clue what I'm doing on Lord of the Rings. I don't think Stern did a very good job of keying you into what you need to be shooting for. Yeah. Because lights just are on, but they're not blinking. And it just, I don't know. To me, it doesn't guide you very well. Yeah. Uh, it might have an exceedingly you know deep rule set, as everybody says, but... It, it doesn't it's one that you while you're playing. Yeah, <laughs> it's one that you need to learn while playing, not so much mm -hmm. see from the very outset when you look at the game. Right. So anyway, yeah. I I earn a replay on that game, and then I went and played the next and did really terribly, but I earned a match on that game. And then I went and played the next game, and I earned uh, a replay and a match. And it was funny Far because it's it, seriously, it got to the point where it felt like every game it was handing me a replay. I was like, man, it's just tossing these things out like candy. I wound mm -hmm. up walking away from the table with three credits on it. Because <laughs> I was like, I think by that point I'd played five games already. It went, I'm I'm like, you know what? I got I got my quarter worth out of this. I'll let somebody else, you know, pay it forward, if you will. Let somebody yeah. else have their fun. But <laughs> yeah, it was kind of it was kind of funny. It was like 
man, I've never done good on this game, and right now it's making me feel like a hero, even though my scores were not brilliant like, right. by the imagination. Yeah. Um, you know, so. that's a little bit like uh, Batman 66 for me. I think one of the one of the free games I got was a match, and then it was. It was handing out replays relatively generously for me. And I was going, well, you know, it's good because it keeps my hand in, like between games and the tournament. And I go, yeah. oh, I was actually, my last game was Spider-Man Vault um, that I needed to play before I could sign off my tournament sheet. And I was going, oh, yeah, look, it was actually Batman 66 was right next to Spider-Man. That's why I picked it. Um, so I could keep an eye on the um, amount of people wanting to play it. And uh, I just, I kept on, like, I was nearly at the point where I was going to end and then I got a replay or a match and I was going to switch over to Spider-Man and play my tournament game. But I ended up just keeping on playing Batman all the time. <laughs> That's always and, the way it works where you're like, hey, it was time to go. Okay, well, let me just get this one last game in. And you're like having the game of your life. You're like, oh, come on, end already. Yeah, yeah but I can't. It will, it, whatever you do, you can't make it end. Unless you yeah. physically let go of the flipper buttons. Exactly. Because you're, you're that dialed in. Which the is, other, and that just feels so wrong. <laughs> it does. It really does. I can't stop now. I can't. It's just not, the pinball gods will frown upon me for doing <laughs> such a disservice. Now, the last table that I want to mention before we um, drop this subject is they had a taxi there. Uh, and uh, I saw some people like battling with it to get a four million point score um i was flat out getting six hundred thousand on mm -hmm. it uh it was just killing me uh just brutal as anything i could not believe how brutal it was and it makes me think that the one in, in pinball arcade is is an absolute non-tuned properly table i agree it's so so easy on pinball arcade compared to the real life table like every shot in that game, like the flipper strength in this one, this was a well-maintained table. Like this is, I know the owner of this table, and and he doesn't muck around with this game. So the flippers were tuned correctly, and they were they weren't sloppy. They were nice and tight, and the ball did not race up that left ramp like it does in Pinball Arcade. It was it was just clearing the apex of the ramp and yeah. making its way around. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't have the turbo. That it does in, in it. and I really think that a game like Taxi really does need to be dialed in real tight to make it fun because that's the fun of it. Like it's supposed to kill you all the time. Um, yeah, it needs to be a challenge. Yeah, it does because there's not really a lot to go for in that game. So the shots that you need to go for in the game need to be hard. Um, but yeah, it was a beautifully presented game. But yeah, it killed me real bad. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was pretty much a wrap-up of the event. It was very good. Uh, quickly want to mention, we did wind up getting an email uh, about when our first podcast was. That oh, somebody actually answered. Well, somebody like, actually answered, and yes, it geez. was in November of 2013. Uh, yes. The, the, so the winner of that was uh, Patrick Bonham. And good on you, was, Patrick. He was going to get Jared's code for Snowball. Snowball on Steam. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for emailing in and congratulations, mate. And thanks for listening. It's, it's really simple, folks. It's really, we don't make it difficult. <laughs> no, we try not to. We, we just want to give away, I actually have another code up my sleeve as well. Again, from um, uh, the same studio uh, because they're very generous with their Steam codes. 
Um, so Pixel Jammer, they've got another code that I got for filling a survey for their um, Nova Drift um, game that they were trying to promote, which if I had seen, I would get. It's a twin stick shooter. It looks amazing. Um, but yeah, I've got another code up my sleeve that I'd give away. It's not pinball related, the, the code I've got, but um, I'll work out a way of um, giving that away next time. Yep, stay tuned to hear about that. You got anything else to uh, jaw on about there, Jared? No, I'm pretty much done. I'm spent. Tapped. All right. uh, I am (laughs) continuing to play the Uncharted series. I am just about finished with the third game. Uh, Probably will finish it at some point today. And uh, then I'll be moving on to the the fourth and final one that's out currently. Oh, you'll be catching up with the series. like doing a binge on... on your series, yeah, it is. right. It is it, the sad thing is, is that my son keeps on walking in and going, "Well, what's going on now?" And I realize that in his eyes, it all just looks like the same madness going on. And I, and it basically, my description is always, "Well, there's a bunch of bad guys shooting at me, and I need to get rid of them and progress forward towards the treasure." Didn't you already get a treasure? Yeah, but now I'm trying to prevent the bad guys from getting this treasure. Yeah, but that, that was what you did in the other game. Uh, it's a different set of bad guys. <laughs> you just kind of realize, yeah, okay, fine. They're all the same, but who cares? They're fun. <laughs> it's it's different skins, different treasures. Just leave me alone. <laughs> well, especially, I got to say, I had watched, uh, I did a back-to-back of watching John Wick and John Wick 2. Oh, yeah. And then I went and played, I was in the midst of playing Uncharted 2 at the same time, and I happened to be in a huge firefight battle that was going through kind of narrow corridors and it felt like after having watched John Wick and all the headshots and just picking up these machine guns and firing and then moving forward it was like oh this is like playing the movie this is awesome so it was a really kind of awesome. fun to, uh, it was it was fun to do that <laughs> that sounds cool now I'm going to be really sad though when I finish this game because then I'm going to be like well now what do I play <laughs> yeah, that's right. you might have to actually start playing some pinball again Oh yeah, maybe. I don't know. That or for some reason I'm getting the the twinge to throw in God of War again. But oh, yeah. uh, we'll we'll see. That's uh why not? If you got the game, you may as well go back and relive it a bit. Yeah, the problem is, is it was a PS2 game. So oh, now I've got the remasters for the PS3, but <sighs> it's they're still it's still kind of rough to to step back. Yeah. It's yeah. It's better, it would be it's better to let the memories in your head be like that was awesome and it looked incredible, and then you throw it in, you go, "Ooh, wow, really?" Yeah, probably better idea. Because <laughs> there was a time when Gran Turismo Two was amazing to look at. Yeah, <laughs> then you look at it now. Yeah, yeah. Really right. Okay, really hmm, interesting. Wow. Yeah, can't believe that yeah. ever fooled me. <laughs> Yep. All right, folks. Well, that is going to be all the time we have for today. Then we will um, hopefully I'll get my hands on the beta or the actual release. Well, who knows what uh, <laughs> what's going? I think Wipeout is intended to be released uh, this next Friday. Yep. So I have a feeling next time we talk, it'll actually be out in the wild for everybody. <laughs> so we can talk about that some. And mm. uh, like I said, folks, g- go get on the the Steam sale for both Pimble Arcade and Zen. You'll be happy you did. Yeah, absolutely. You can go and touch the glow balls. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I think I know what the title of our episode is. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, true facts. True facts. All right, folks. So until next time, 
Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.